This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Many expressed surprise last week when rains finally came from many dry portions of Iowa and the markets rallied. First of all, they had sold off into the rain event, so the dog caught the car. Our farms received 1.7 inches, which was the best rain since spring, coming at the most opportune time. There were some who still missed, but others got 3 to 5 inches. Our 1.7 inches is a week's worth of water at this point, but will allow our corn to pollinate, which was in doubt without it. My yield will not be zero, although I have no idea what it will be. Previous stress during one of the most adverse Junes on record will have trimmed ear size and kernel roll count. Our corn is not as good of condition as last year at this time, but I believe that we still had near full yield potential. Last year, that is when it stopped raining and subsoil moisture reserves had become exhausted and we got to watch the corn literally die before our eyes with an aborted fill resulting. The yield loss was substantive. We are at the same period now, again, with no subsoil moisture dependent on rain. There is little of substance in the forecast. The recent rain bought us a week and will allow pollination of most corn here. I'm not focused as closely in soybean agronomics because the crop is made in August. Soybean development was retarded by the drought, but they can sit and wait. They need a little drought stress to get motivated, and then if you give them a drink, they can surprise you with yield. The recent rains here caused a surge in soybean growth, and they look the best that they have all season. I doubt that the early drought had any significant impact on our soybean yield potential here in northwest Iowa, which will be mostly determined by how much rain we get in the next several weeks. Though soybeans use a little less water than corn, I expect to have no subsoil moisture reserve either. This crop will be made, or not, in August. In many ways, our soybean crop may be in better shape at this point than soybeans in wet areas of the eastern Corn Belt. This was a record early planted soybean crop here. Our office in northeast Missouri tells us that they replanted soybeans due to flooding there, and that second crop is gone too. They will not replant again a third time, as it will only help the crop insurance company. Soybeans have suffered from wet feet in many areas of the eastern Corn Belt and Delta region. While our soybeans have survived to this point, there are soybeans in the Dakotas that didn't get to drink in time, and now they are going to be baked again with another round of heat. There are many crops in the Dakotas that, like Canada, are in the drought of the century. They have already racked up large totals of stress degree days that will devastate yields, and the forecast has more of the same in store for them. As I count stress degree days above 86 degrees, based on the forecast for the next 10 days, Fargo, North Dakota is forecast to rack up 83 more stress degree days. They passed the 140 stress degree day threshold for yield loss a long time ago, and most SDDs are often accumulated in August. Like their wheat, North Dakota corn and soybean crops are poised to be toast. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the forecast to pick up 41 stress degree days over the next 10 days. Our farms are forecast to pick up 35. We are already at 177 stress degree days here before we start adding more. Heat will quickly put crops back under visible stress, and we learned from last year's experience how it goes when crops run out of water in late July. 
I took a trip to Fort Dodge to pick up grandkids Sunday, and after the recent rain event, the crops look the best here they have all season. We all know that they are not made yet. Heat will hurt. Monday afternoon crop condition ratings will likely deflate from here on out. It is extremely difficult to imagine corn and soybean yields averaging the trend line 179.5 and 50.8, where USDA pegged them to start the balance sheet from. I do not see the average being a record yield. That is where the demand side of this year's bull market equation kicks in. USDA, in my opinion, has understated demand consumption and is using overstated production estimates. Carryovers are thusly inflated. As a general statement, neither they nor the market is responding to forecasts, and instead these fundamentals will have to be realized before the market truly responds. We think that USDA is short on feed consumption, shorter on the ethanol cross, and way short on the corn-soybean forecast. These expectations will have to be realized before USDA gets the numbers right. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.